everybody, it's Chris from CRT Sports Cards, and thank you for checking out the audio version of our video series. If you want the full experience, please go to YouTube at YouTube slash CRT Sports Cards. Now, let's get to the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to my channel, June 29th, 2020, and welcome to week 15 of Project 2020. 10 new cards, 10 new adventures. There are going to be 10 cards coming out that we have never seen before, and I can't wait. But before we talk about week 15, we are going to recap week 14. We had Jeter, Mariano, Brett, Maguire. Also, over the weekend, there was some potential visual market manipulation. What do I mean by that? Stay tuned. At the same time, if you're new around here or want Project 2020 news delivered to you six out of the seven days of the week, hit that subscribe button. So let's dive into that Cal Ripken right now. And to me, when you think of Matt Taylor and you think of his progression from start to finish, or not even finish yet, but start to right now, his cards continue to improve. And you know, people have been leery of Matt Taylor, but you start looking at his work overall. And this Cal is another fantastic example. So first off, he had Ricky Henderson, Derek Jeter, Ken Griffey, Frank Thomas, Roberto, and then Tony Gwynn. Print run-wise, anywhere from 2,000 to 12,000 with the Clemente. His recent Tony Gwynn only sold 8,400. So now when you think of Matt Taylor and you think of his work overall, look, he's from the UK. You know him from Star Wars, Marvel, movie posters. I, if I were you, I would check out his website. He has a ton of work on there and it's just great to see. And you can see where these cards come from and you can see his inspiration um, in, in the work itself along with the actual actual card. So if I were you, I would definitely check out his website uh, after this show. But when you think back to his six cards and you know top to bottom, what are sort of my favorites? I'm really curious in the comments, you know, what are your favorite Matt Taylor cards? But I like the Griffey just because it has Mariners on it. But from a visual perspective, I think the Ricky and the Roberto to me are his two best cards right now. I do really like his Gwyn, but there's something about the Roberto and the Ricky that I really like. His Frank Thomas, I just got in hand the other day. That's probably his, to me, his lowest card at the moment. But look, that Frank Thomas card is just tough to work with. And I'll be very, really curious at the end of this, you know, who has the best Frank Thomas. Because I think that's just a really challenging card to work with overall. And then when you look at Cal Ripken overall, this is his seventh card. You know, his 82 tops is the, is the inspiration here. You've got Fucci, Rochester, Beck, Sif. Then you have Don C with the Iron Man card, and then you have Ben Baller with his Cal Ripken. And he's got two cards in the top 10, both from Don C and Ben Baller, his last two. But you can tell here overall, he is uh, very low printed. And now when you look at the Ripken, as far as the favorite or my favorite card of his so far, I think his, it's his first card. I really like Fuchi. I like his design style. I know Fuchi has a love-hate relationship with everyone at the moment, but I like number one. But then his second and third cards at the moment, are going to be the Gregory Sif and the Tyson Beck. I go back and forth on these two, which one I like, which one I like more. I did like the Sif better at first, but now I'm sort of gravitating to the Beck. But those two to me are interchangeable in the three. I think his his card right now that I don't like the most is the Rochester, but I'm just not a big fan of Rochester overall at the moment. We'll see how his work comes out. But at the moment, you looking you're looking at for me. You have the Fuchi number one, and you have Sif and Beck two and three. So what happened this weekend in Project 2020? A lot took place. And first off, look, we had the print runs for Derek Jeter and Mariano. Apparently, I say Mariano's last name wrong, so we're just going to go with Mariano until I figure it out. But from a print run perspective, Derek Jeter, 64,000. As I said a couple of shows ago and when the, when the card first came out, 
it's going to be comically high and that's exactly what it did but we knew that card was going to be high we knew with the autograph with the necklace that was going to be a very high print run and i will say on saturday night there were a ton of people in the hobby on twitter in this epic thread with blake jameson ben baller uh it was fantastic so hopefully you got a chance to to read some of the tweets and see some of the stuff that ben baller was putting out there from his sketches of mariano it was quite hilarious but look the mariano overall 9,500, that fell in our print run range of nine to 10,000, right in the middle, so that was good to see. The challenge here with the Jeter, when you look back to the Ken Griffey number 88, when Griffey printed 99,000 on card number 88, the average print run of the first 10 cards was 21,000. So that was really only a 4.5X over the norm of that card. So look, it was a lot, but we were building up to that moment and that's when it just sort of all exploded. The challenge with this Jeter from a value perspective and a and the kind of surplus who wants this card out there. The average card right now, the 10, the 10 cards before the Jeter is only 7,000. So this card printed 9X the norm. So 65,000 Jeters is basically 200,000 Ken Griffey's or 200,000 Derek Jeter's right now because of the way the market has been, uh, or the, the way the print runs have been going before this card. So look, this card is gonna be plentiful on the secondary market. If you did not pick up your card, I would give it a few weeks. I would wait to pick it up on the inexpensive because there's people out there who bought this just for a chance to win, obviously the necklace or the autograph, and they might be dumping it. But when you look at the current print runs to the, to the time period of number 88, this card is double the Griffey, um, and I think we're gonna have a ton of cards available for 12, 15 bucks here in the near future. Maybe even maybe even 10 bucks, we'll find out. But now when you look at the George Brett and the Mark McGuire, and look, let's just be honest, the Topps website has been an absolute joke over the weekend. I was really concerned that they were going to somehow not put out the print runs yesterday for these two cards and add on Magical Time this morning, which would throw everything off. On the print run perspective, Mark McGuire came in right at our range, right over 5,000. I said 4.5 to 5.5. So very nice to see the Mariano and the McGuire come in right at that middle point of my projected range. And then on the George Brett, look, I said on, on Saturday's show and on Twitter, my number felt high, nine to 10,000. And I'm not saying if the website was working that we would have gotten to that range, but the pre-orders were rather high, which surprised me. They were telling me nine to 10,000, but it came in at just over, or just under 8,000, 7.7K to be exact. We saw a very, we saw a little bit higher of an eBay penetration that jumped to nearly 2%. I think it's like 1.9. It's on the website right now, but good to see that one come down to where it was expected to be. I was a little concerned if Ermsey put up 9,500 or 9,600. I didn't see that card being that high, but it was good to see it come down to 7.7. Still look a lot of cards out there, but good to see that the Maguire Fuchi came in at 5,000 and then 7.7 overall. And I think this brings up the big question this week. You know, look, we've had several cards now under 5,000. We had the Maguire at 5,000. Are we going to see a 3K print run this week? I don't know if we are. Who knows what the cards are gonna be this week as far as the next eight cards, but could we potentially see a 3.9, a 4.1? I really would like to see a 4,000 print run card, like 4,050 you know, or 4,100. I would like to see it get down there a little bit more, but we will find out. But now when you think of a card that could potentially touch that low 4K, maybe 3K, it could be this Gwyn, and it's for a reason which I don't like, but there are a lot of people out there who, when these cards get so far from their original form, 
that they get on their high horse and don't like the card. I think this is a fantastic interpretation when you think of Gregory Siff. Look, Gregory Siff, from, an, from a professional career, has done basically everything. Um, he's even been a voice actor in two Grand Theft Auto games. So he's done it all. He's based out of L.A., I'd recommend checking out his Instagram, you know, all of his all of his work. It's very, very interesting. I find him uh, very intriguing as an artist in the set. But look, here is that Gwyn, and it is very, very different. But then when you look at, at Gregory Siff altogether and his, his progression with the set, his first card was George Brett. Then he had Nolan Ryan. Then he had, of course, that Cal Ripken we talked about earlier. Don Mattingly, Derek Jeter, which kind of were similar cards. And then recently he had the Bob Gibson and then when you look at his print runs overall, look, he had a high of 48,000 with the Derek Jeter and then a, a low of 1,200 with that George Brett. Now, when it comes to Gregory Siff and his favorite card overall so far, in my opinion, I think it is actually this Tony Gwynn. The Cal Ripken is going to be one of my, I think, top two in a sense. The other ones I like, but I'm not a, I've not been a, a dramatic fan about them. But I really like this Tony Gwynn right now. So now when you look at Tony Gwynn, look, his 1983 Topps card is the inspiration here. His first card was Old Man Allen. Second one was Grotesque, which is one of my favorites. Then he had Natural, Joshua Vides, which these cards look very similar. Then we had the Fantastic Take by F-Dot. And then the other one we just talked about a second ago, which is the Matt Taylor Tony Gwynn. And then when you look at Tony Gwynn overall, look, I just said a second ago that... Gregory Siff, this is my favorite card of his, but look, the Tony Gwynn Grotesque is always gonna be my number one, but I'm biased in this decision. But when you look at Natural, then you look at this Sif, this this Gregory Siff right here, I think both of these are in the top two, top three, when it comes to only the six or seven cards that are out at the moment. But where there is no speculation at the moment is with the first and second player pricing. Now, there is some concern, there is some manipulation happening, but I think it's strictly visual, and I'll walk through that here in a second. But when you look at the first and second player pricings, there is some incredible positive movement. And as I said a couple of shows ago and continue to say it, this is very slow organic growth. This is good to see. This is not this, this pump and dump again. This is these cards gradually going up every single day. So I'm very, very happy to see that happen. So when you look at the first player graph here, 17 of the 20 cards were up in value from 623 to 627. The good thing here also is that every card sold at least one copy. Most cards sold at least two copies. Only three cards were down. So that was Sandy Koufax, Mariano, and of course Derek Jeter. But Derek Jeter has so many cards, it's hard for that one to come up uh, in an in a organic way. It's, there's just so much inventory out there. But look, a ton of green. And even when you look at 623 to 627, to 616 to 622, there is a lot of green. So here's an odd one for you in the second player pricing. Apparently nobody wants Blake Jamison's Don Mattingly. This card is not sold in five days. So I find that very odd, but it is, It is. you know, I've not checked what, what's available inventory wise out there, but it's surprising to see that card not sell for five single days. Here again, very, very strong performance, a lot of green, very few cards down, and only the Gibson and, like I said a second ago, the Mattingly have not sold a copy uh, yesterday, but overall, a ton of green on this screen. But here's where I have concern, and this is from the market, manip market manipulation from the visual side of things. Look, not a lot of people have access to Terrapeak, so their only resource for looking at sold prices is the eBay sold page, which I'm glad it's there. Does it need to be there? Probably because these are auctions and these are 
you know, this is not like Amazon or Walmart, but it's there. But that page has the potential to set people off in the wrong way. And something is happening. And Bronson, thank you, by the way, for your message on, on Saturday about the Mark McGuire F dot. Uh, something is going on on eBay. And I don't know if it's a certain crowd of people or certain people from another website, but somebody is trying to show that certain cards are surging in a certain way. So we had it happen with the McGuire F dot. And then yesterday it happened with the with the Ricky Henderson, Joshua Vidas. There are, there's this rash of cards selling for like, it's showing on the sold page like 700, 800 bucks. And even on the on the Vitez, uh, Ricky Henderson, there was an auction all the way to 760, I believe. But then when you get to the Terrapeak sold page, when you get back to the next morning and you look at the data, all of those buy it nows are not there. So to me, what it says is two people or three people are working together and sending in high offers that seller then is accepting it because they're all working together and then they're immediately canceling it. So that show that sale is not showing up on Terrapeak. Now the auction yesterday at 760 did. The challenge here is if that is a legit sale because that person saw the other cards go off at you know 800, 900, you know, the buy it now is over a thousand in a sense. This is where we're gonna get in trouble because people are gonna start panicking and we're gonna be right back to where we were just about a month ago with this crash of pricing. Right now, the pricing is going up gradually, organically, in the right way. But we need to be very careful and mindful of people out there trying to manipulate the market, but we gotta figure out where they're coming from. Why are they doing it? Somebody is out there doing it for a reason, whether it could be for another website trying to sell these cards or they're trying to pump up their own cards. There's too many cards at one time doing this for it not to be intentional. So instead of maybe tweeting out about, you know, hey, these cards are going off for four or five X, let's list our cards. Let's go figure out why it is because those people are the ones who are gonna crush this market and bring it down again. So those people need to be stopped and we just gotta figure out where they're coming from. If you like this video and want more Project 2020 content from me, check out that playlist on your screen right now.